The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hello, I'm Helen. I'm a reception and year one teacher in a very small school um, near Milton Keynes. And hi, I'm Bex. I am a Hugh Stage 2 teacher in a two-form entry primary school in Cambridgeshire. And today we are wrapping up with design and technology, art and music learning outcomes with this week's folktale from Ethiopia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Distant Fire. There you can stream a video of me telling the story that you can share straight to your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the hugely talented Heather Zeta Rose. You can download the full audiobook at any time, and you can even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's conclude our discussion with Helen Bex, Abel, and Hakeem here. And right in the very early days of this story, Helen mentioned um, a link from her English uh, outcomes to a possible DT outcome, um, which was, what, a whole six episodes ago now? So I'm afraid I've completely forgotten what it was, Helen. <laughs> what were you uh, wanting to, to think about here? Cakes. Oh, cake cakes. Baking. Yes, Yay, cakes. Right. Cake designing. <laughs> so back in the English English episode I talked about a project you could do describing describing cakes how can um, we forget cakes Bex how could you forget cakes I, I, it's, it's, for me really this cakes are the main theme of this story I don't know <laughs> um, so I thought you could do a whole project with the early years on cakes and cake baking and cake designing probably in the other order start with tasting some cakes and thinking about what makes a tasty cake mm-hmm. and then the children can design their own cake. So Hakeem obviously wants to have all these incredible, delicious cakes available to tempt Hania and the others. So I thought the challenge could be to design and bake your own incredible cupcake. So the children could start with a bit of market research, looking at, as, as I mentioned, looking at some different cakes and what, what, which ones look good, which ones smell good, which ones taste good, mm-hmm. and then bring those ideas into their own designing and making projects. So this would be quite a big project. You could either do an, an off-curriculum week where the, you just do everything around cakes, um, and then because you could link your literacy into it, link your maths into it, mm-hmm. um, and then the children create their cakes and um, describe their cakes, going back to my English link, and then they can evaluate their cakes. So you can either have eating their own cakes or tasting, you know, slicing up cakes and tasting each other's and evaluate how they taste and look. So that's my DT project. There's um, a strand of DT that's about um, food mm-hmm. and designing and creating food and evaluating food. So that would be my approach. Um, a slightly different twist to it uh, that I thought of that may be slightly more appropriate for older children because it talks about how Abel needs the energy of mm. the cake um, each day so you could look at energy and maybe even um, link it more to energy bars <laughs> that mm-hmm. we have um, which any energy bars give you the best energy and can you create your own 
or, or bring that into a cake, which is the most energy giving cake you could create. Will it have banana in it? You know, because yeah. that banana cakes are good and bananas are good for you. So you could do us. And again, I think this would probably be for older children, really mm. a bit, a bit of a, a link, a link around energy giving designs yeah. to help Abel through his day. Yeah. And I guess that could link back to the science discussion we were having on how to keep your bodies healthy yes. and the kind of nutrients and you need to be able mm-hmm. to stay fit and healthy, which could again link back to our PSHE about um, and the economics of understanding what's good to spend your money on and what's important. Yeah. So. Yeah, loads of cross-curricular opportunities there. I certainly love the idea of um, designing a, a healthy cake to, <laughs> to keep people going. <laughs> Banana cakes are healthy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's one of your five a day, Carrot certainly. Carrot cakes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have it with a glass of wine, that's two of your five a day. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose, yeah, if um, if Hakim is able to sneak as much nutrition into these cakes as possible, then that's less food that Abel actually has to spend his money on so he can get yes. to a doctor, get saving up for a doctor faster. And there's a whole other challenge. How many of your five a day can you get into one cake? <laughs> yes. That could be interesting. Definitely liking this DT project now. <laughs> and then thinking, uh, it just popped into my head about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where they tried to create that everlasting gobstopper with, where you only <laughs> needed to eat that. Um, so hmm. actually, could you create something where Abel only needed one meal a day? Could you create something so healthy that he got all of the energy that he needed in one in, thing? In so he only had to buy one day. thing rather than mm. multiple. <laughs> Grand. Well, of course, that would certainly help in the classroom, wouldn't it? Because you'd, you'd just be able to go on learning. You wouldn't have to pause for Don't need to pause for snacks and things, yeah. no. <laughs> No need to stop for lunch, keep going. <laughs> so then, Bex, what have you got for ages seven plus? So one of the things that it says in the national curriculum is that um, children in key stage two should improve their mastery of art and design techniques, including drawing with a range of materials, which and one of them is charcoal. Oh, and I thought that linked to thing. kind of like fire, yes. we've, we could do some charcoal painting um, using obviously that as our material that we're going to um draw with mm. and I then did a quick think of oh what artists do I know that um drew mountains because I thought that would be a nice link to look at um drawing mountains with charcoal um and so I had to google because I didn't know I had no previous mm. knowledge but Vincent van Gogh draws a lot of mountains ah. oh, um so I was thinking that. that we could look at um no me neither <laughs> until I googled but there's there's some really really lovely mountains that he drew and um that he painted and created and they're quite different and mm. um, so I thought that would be really nice because again thinking back to the children and and valuing their creativity and you don't want to produce when you're doing an art or a DT project you don't want like 30 copies of the yeah. same thing you want the children to be able to express themselves mm. and to put themselves into their um artwork so just thinking of studying some of his paintings and looking at how he drew mountains and then maybe getting some pictures of some mountains that then they can use as inspiration to create their own charcoal drawings of a a mountain or a mountain range or a mountain landscape Mm. um and and even i've done before like looked at little using a viewfinder where you just the children just create um a little cut out basically a little square hole in a piece of paper and then just look at one part of a painting and try and recreate it using a different media so rather than trying to create the whole thing you just really focus in on the section and and make it make it bigger yeah and make it bigger and and use a different media as well so i was thinking they i mean they don't have to draw mountains but i was thinking that would be the kind of Mm natural link i was thinking that's a really nice link actually to your going back to geography you were talking about looking at different mountains around the world so as you said Bex, you don't want the children to all create the same piece of artwork so they could choose their favorite mountain 
Um, yeah. You can look at some different mountains, they could choose their favourite one. So they use the style and they use the same material, but actually they put their own personality into it by choosing their own mountain from the mountain work you may may have done in geography. Mm. It would be really different drawing Table Mountain, wouldn't it? Then it would, um, yeah. like a because obviously that's a quite a flat mountain, um, then in terms of like Snowdon or um, like local mountain regions from the mm. UK. So actually it'd be really fascinating how what they chose and because maybe none of them have any knowledge that there's a, a flatter yeah. mountain. And yes, something like mountains um, being natural features open themselves up to um, loads more artistic options so you've got rubbings for instance um, in order yes. to get it the right kind of texture um, you, you've got mosaics as well um, you know t taking things out from your um, outdoor area and sticking them onto the paper in order to to get the right sort of textures and colors and any sort of natural world uh, representation mm -hmm. like that can be can be fun to to experiment with i was just thinking of a project you could do with younger children where you create a um you co-create a, a class mountain so you have one large one large mountain and then as you say chip getting them to do rubbings from different they could maybe try using rubbings using charcoal mm. um from different different textures mm. different surfaces outside to see how mountainous they could make this mountain look so um, I've done this before with collaborative projects where each child has a patch of paper. Mm -hmm. They find a texture and they they rub they rub it and they add that to the shared mountain. So then you end up with a completed a completed piece of artwork that the children have all contributed to, and they can look at the different textures and compare what they look like and which ones are most effective, which ones look the most rocky, yeah. <laughs> it's mountainous. And you have a great time outdoors um, doing that because there's so many so many possibilities for getting good rubbings outdoors. And I guess it would link back to the theme of the story as well of working together makes uh, it yes. easier yeah. to have a successful outcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Because actually had Hakeem and um, Abel not worked together, he probably wouldn't have survived the night on the mountain. Absolutely. Would so. you know what? Speaking of working together and art and DT, I think um, we've got to we've got to combine all of these, um, which we can do quite easily using the <laughs> the sort of musical drumming story that Yusufo Jallo um, has done for us. This is a, a story that epic educators get as a kind of bonus along with the distant fire um, and you folks have seen it haven't you um, Yusuf who's sitting there with his yes. uh, djembe drum it's um, incredible and yeah. uh, I think we could we could have a project couldn't we where there's the DT element which is building the drum um, there's the artistic element which is maybe decorating the drum um, and then you know the the artistic element uh, or the musical element or both of yeah building that into your storytelling um, and Yusufu's story is again about uh, two brothers working together this time in order to um, stop themselves getting eaten by a troll uh, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, fantastic opportunity for another um, cooperative project I really like how many cooperative projects we've we've come up with during this podcast considering the theme of the story <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's been a lot of them <laughs> They absolutely have. Well, it's it's that's what it's all been about, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Working together, even when you are far apart, which is what we're doing now. Yes. Because yes. given what you were talking about earlier, Helen, I thought you know it would have been lovely if we could be together and actually end this podcast with a nice big cake to, to <laughs> celebrate. I might have to go and have one. <laughs> <laughs> 
we will get that eventually when when uh, the times allow we will get all of us together and we'll have a proper epic party with an epic cake that sounds good hopefully designed by um, Helen's class <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not baked by them maybe not baked by them given the hygiene levels of my class um, probably probably not <laughs> That's all we have time for today, folks, and indeed this week, and actually, indeed, this story. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, please let us know on social media using at teachhappily, or else leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues so you can help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can receive learning that is effective, lifelong and enjoyable at the same time. We'll be back next week with a Taiwanese folktale to help us celebrate the Chinese New Year of the Tiger. Right now, though, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! cheerio. And, and we, we hope, hope to hear your, your story, story soon! soon.